0: Fredo, you better cut out this whole beginning part. Of course I will. Of course I will. Um, In fact, maybe we should go ahead and start. So welcome everybody to the ChiefCast. We have uh, multiple chiefs today. Uh, It's chief application season. And, you know, Dr. Zarr used to say that chief year is the only job that you apply to and you have no idea what you're applying for. Um, and it's true. You basically see ten percent of it. You see the morning report. You see the scheduling. Um, you know, th- there's a lot that goes behind the scenes, uh, individually with different residents, but you know, but also uh, among the chief residents and with Dr. are in the program. So, what best way to get to know chief year uh, f- for all of those uh, applying than talking to some previous chiefs? Uh, so. Uh, I will have folks I- introduce themselves. So let's start with you, Colin.
1: Okay, I am Colin Goodman. I was uh, the University Hospital Chief in, um, what year is that? 2019 to 2020, which... Uh, last year, Colin. Last year, <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is
0: 1970. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does, uh, I mean, yeah, our spring was um, was actually like three years long, so it was... <laughs> It
2: was
3: rough,
1: uh, but yeah, so I was, I was chief last year, we'll say that.
2: Cool, Scott? Um, Scott Borgetti, uh, currently infectious disease faculty. I was also a uh, UIH chief back in good old, I guess like 2017. 1980. Uh, yeah, no, it was a long time ago. <laughs>
4: okay,
0: well, Adam, you were chief elsewhere. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Uh, So, um, Adam Nikolaychuk, I was a chief resident, I was trying to uh, figure out the years, I think 2013 to 2014, um, but I was at, uh, so I'm the outsider of the group, I was at University of Chicago uh, for my chief year.
0: Sweet. And then we have two current chiefs, we got Sankit and Brian, talk to us.
3: Sure, I'm Sankit, I'm one of the QI chiefs, um, currently at the VA, Um, also the patient safety chief. Cool.
5: And then I'll round it out. I'm Brian, the uh, current ambulatory chief. Um, yeah, having a good time.
0: Awesome. Well, and I'm Alfredo. I was the chief president 2012-2013 uh, at UIH uh, at at, uh, at the U. So most of our chiefs, our post-prior chiefs here, uh, were UIH chiefs uh, in, in this current call. Uh, we have current chiefs from multiple different aspects of the program, and we have chiefs from outside. Uh, You know, what we wanted to kind of go through is a little bit about what the job is. And uh, the best way of doing this is kind of asking ourselves a couple of key questions. So why did you choose to be a chief? Why did you enjoy, what What did you enjoy the most? What challenges did you face and what skill um, has chief resident given you for kind of life after chiefdom or uh, currently as a chief? Uh, So let's go ahead and go with that and feel free to add anything as well. Um, so let's start with you, Colin.
1: Cool. Are we doing all the questions or are we get are we going? Um,
0: we can go through them. Yeah. You can kind of tell us a little <clears throat> bit about it. Sure. So
1: I, um, I chose to be chief for, well, I'll, I'll start this by saying, obviously I liked UIC and, uh, wanted to stay at UIC and continued to stay at UIC. So that was a big, uh, big part of it. Obviously, um, I, I really wanted to continue being part of the program for another year. Um, and now beyond that, um, but I, I so I never wanted to do fellowship. I kind of came into residency knowing that uh, I wanted to be a general internist, and and that's kind of what what I was aiming for. Uh, but I also knew I wanted to do um, academic things, so I wanted to do teaching and and you know see if I liked some of the administrative side of things and and kind of get get some experience with that. So from kind of a career standpoint, I I viewed chief here a little bit as. A, a fellowship for what I was interested in, which was you know learning how to be a better teacher and and kind of practicing those uh, those things, and then kind of just seeing what it's like to to help run a residency program and see all the behind the scenes stuff about you know uh, dealing with with problems that arise and seeing how the match works and recruitment, and then um, not planned but um, a you know surprising development was learning how to deal with, uh, uh, you know, emergency and a, a crisis, uh, it, with, which was COVID in, the, uh, in March of our, our chief year, which was pretty crazy, but still a, a really um, rewarding experience despite all of the, the huge
0: challenges. Uh, should I keep going? You know what, Maybe maybe we can switch it around a little bit. Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of those questions.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like, uh, I, I mean, I think a lot of us have similar ideas to Colin. I think a lot of people who choose to chief here at least have a passing interest in, you know, continuing in academics, because right. um, it is like a pretty, um, you know, you get the jump right into that role, basically, as like an academic uh, clinician. Um, you know, the primary reason I wanted to be chief, to be frank, is like, I've, I love morning report. Like, when I was, I don't know, whatever, I think a lot of us who do medicine, and especially those of us who do ID really like morning report and when I was like an M3 and I was like, oh, this is like my favorite part of the day <laughs> when I was, you know, getting dominated on my clerkship. So um, I really wanted to be a part of that, which is also why I wanted to be the university chief. I think I quickly realized that it's like, um, that's a, that was a big part of the job, honestly, like it took a lot of time and effort to make it fun and interesting, hopefully. Um, but, uh, but you also, it's like you go from wearing pretty much one hat, which is just like a clinician, Um, Sometimes you teach, maybe do some other things to wearing like 75 hats as chief. Uh, But then that you know really was a great introduction to what academic medicine is like in general, which is like, I'm wearing maybe like, I don't know about you guys, feels like we're in like 400 hats now, but um, uh, I think it was a great uh, introduction to the kind of like all the different things you're gonna do when you're in academic medicine, from teaching to research, to clinical work, to administrative work. you know, service kind of oriented stuff, et cetera. So that's why I kind of wanted to do it. And uh, the sort of surprising, but also really ultimately helpful thing about the year.
0: Yeah, Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself as well. And then what I'm going to ask our current chiefs is, you know, how's it, how has it felt to be a chief during a pandemic? You're kind of in the process of it. How do you feel the impact of chief year on you, on the residency and kind of uh, all of the things that you thought it would be kind of how it panned out? So tell us a little bit about about you, Adam.
4: Um, so I, uh, for very similar reasons, um, was very attracted to academia, and, and I viewed uh, chief residency as is an opportunity to kind of exactly what Scott just said, wear all those different hats and explore those um, to get a better sense of what I wanted my career trajectory to look like. Um, I really, you know, at the end of the day, the, the big motivator for me was I. Um, uh, really was you know loved loved my program and it had given a lot to me and so I wanted to give back um, to the program and I had looked up to a lot of the chief residents as I had kind of gone through medical school and residency and so um, I viewed uh, that position as a way to be able to mentor uh, kind of pay that mentorship forward to others and so I was excited about that opportunity. Um, specifically, I was really excited about education as well and so I was able to, with that year, couple it with a medical education fellowship. And um, the year before, I had really kind of found my passion for medical education and being an educator. And I viewed that year as being a way, as as the others before were saying, as a way to kind of hone in on those skills. And then to be able to couple it with that fellowship was uh, really kind of an even more special and unique opportunity that I was very excited about. Um, Challenges, in terms of challenges, uh, so I was the uh, the, the most notable one was just I was the scheduling chief. And so we used to use AmiOn to, to create the schedules. And I was just talking to Ashley Darlington about that. Like it's playing, a, it's like playing a game of chess that just goes on forever. And you're just, you know, analyzing all these, these spreadsheets and colors. And um, it's a, prof- that, that job in particular is profoundly thankless because if you get everything right, no one says anything, and <laughs> if you get something wrong, then everybody's upsetting in your face. And so that was that was always a challenge throughout the year. But um, uh, outside of that, you know, kind of the the logistics of new services and and residents who struggle and trying to provide mentorship to the, to those individuals are always a, a challenge. I think year to year for for everybody. But um, putting those challenges aside, it was the uh, looking back on everything. It was the best year, I think of of my uh, medical career thus far, without a, without a question.
0: Absolutely. And I would agree as well. Uh, I'll, I'll mention a little bit about myself and then I'll shift to our new uh, chiefs so they, they can tell us why they chose chief year and uh, what it has meant to be a chief during a pandemic. Uh, personally, I've, I've always liked teaching and uh, I looked up to my chiefs a lot. I think my chiefs throughout my different years were very impactful to me personally. And I looked up to them. And, you know, slowly I I started to realize that the things that I saw them do were things that I liked to do, which is advocate for people, um, improve the residency, teach um, and learn how to teach. You teach by teaching. And I think Chief Here gives you a lot of that. And, you know, they impacted they, they were able to impact a lot of my friends and colleagues. Uh, by helping them with their schedule or helping them with any uh, sort of issue in any rotation, so I thought it was a very k- kind of positive thing to do for to do. And I asked them. I, I said I asked all of them individually what they liked about their year, and all of them said that they they would do it all over. That it was a great experience, and they encouraged me to do it. So I I did, and I I agree that it's it was probably my best year professionally Uh, every year has its positives and negatives you know pgy1 pgy2 pgy3 i think all Mm -hmm. of my years at uic were a lot of fun as a trainee but nothing like chief year in the ability and sense uh to to be able to change improve and impact other people and i think it has a lot to do with your program director too Uh, you know working with dr czar means you're you're really empowered to to make changes, uh, and you know our institution, Dr. Zar, Dr. Finn, Dr. Condos, everybody, I think, is really interested in making sure that everything is is working well and and that um, we're able to promote you know program improvements. Uh, so, with that, new chiefs, current chiefs, tell us a little bit about why you chose to be a chief and kind of what it's meant to be a chief currently.
3: Yeah, so I can go ahead. I was a little bit different from I think most people. I Initially had um, I didn't even apply for chief my third year, or my second year, um, and I think the um, I think they decide the uh, the spring of the second year. But um, I went in of applying for cardiology for fellowship, and you know, unfortunately, I didn't match, and was really um, kind of not sure what to do afterwards. I didn't really have a backup plan, um, but you know, thanks to Dr. Zarr and Jake Kibrit, who was the QI chief before me. Um, They really, you know, were really supportive and were just like, hey, if this, if you want this, this is, this is yours. I was able to interview for some other like heart failure fellowships and things like that, um, which were unaccredited. And I just thought being a chief would just sort of encompass everything that I was looking for. I think, you know, like uh, Fredo, you mentioned um, the teaching aspect, um, you know, which I think is huge. You also get to, you know, be attending on the wards, um, which I was really interested in. And also, um, you got a lot of time for research, which, you know, I, I really um, appreciate about this year. So all of those things, um, you know, I, I decided to take the, the, you know, QI and patient safety chief residency at, at um, the VA. And it's been fantastic. I think it's uh, kind of to echo what everyone's been saying, it's been a great year. Um, I've been able to do a lot of scholarly activity. Um, and I think the one thing that's sort of missing from, you know, being one of the COVID chiefs is we just haven't had, a, you know, a lot of opportunities to interact with. Um, some of the house staff, especially some of the interns, which um, I really, you know, kind of feel bad for the interns who um, aren't from Chicago, don't really know anyone. Um, you know, intern year is hard as, you know, it's, it's pretty hard, um, even in non-COVID times, but um, being in COVID, I think it's tough. So um, that would be the one thing that, you know, I kind of regret um, being achieved during COVID, but overall, I think it's been a fantastic year.
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to round it out, not to repeat too many things that other people have said. I mean, obviously, you know, um, I'll, act, I'll echo, you know, mostly Dr. Miklajak saying that uh, a lot of my inspiration was just that I, I've really loved UIC. I've loved, you know, the program and and the people at this institution. Uh, I felt that I've been given a lot and really wanted to give uh, a little something back. And I think, you know, part of what I want to highlight that, that uh, you know, in addition to what it what everyone else has said is really the, the problem solving aspect is I, I really love, you know, it's really getting to see behind the scenes and how to um, influence, you know, the structures and the systems that make a, a complicated system run like a, like a residency program and um, learning how to put yourself in the middle of it and hopefully enacting some, some change or some improvement. Um, so that's been a blast. You know, I, I think, uh, it's 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 no surprise, I guess, that we've been working really hard on trying to improve some of the uh, the outpatient component to our residency program, and you know, looking forward to uh, implementing an X plus Y system, which has been really exciting. Um, I think too, you know, being a chief during COVID, I think it's it's bittersweet in a lot of ways, and like Sanket was saying, you know, it's a bummer not to have those physical interactions with the uh, the residency class and everything. But it's also a bit of a, um, you know, I I think in some ways, we're we're feeling a little bit privileged that we are put in this position of leadership during a pretty hard year. Um, And in in addition to that, you know, so many things have changed because of COVID uh, that there have actually been quite a few opportunities that have risen to the surface that I don't think, you know, would have necessarily happened otherwise. Um, So you know, I think there's opportunities even, you know, despite the, the difficulties of this year, which is, uh, it just made it a blast.
0: Yeah. And I'll say, you know, we, we were talking about this offline. I'll state the obvious it's, it is different in COVID because one of the things that I missed the most, uh, after chief year was, was being in that office in, you know, seven East or, or, uh, you know, I know the office isn't there physically anymore, but it, 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 you know, just being there means everybody would stop by with either a joke or something that happened or fellows who are, you know, from your class or above would be walking by and it's, you know, I would stop by Scott's office all the time or, you know, as, as eventually when I was a fellow or an early attending. So it, it's, uh, you miss a little bit of that, but that's true with all of our personal relations, right? Where everything is kind of virtual now. Um, but I, would, I'm, I can imagine that being different. Um, there was a lot of joking in that room. <laughs> I'm I'm getting mental images of one of the mm-hmm. room fellows who was my third year, um, walking by, and me always every time he walked by, I'd be like five four five oh eight big guy, because <laughs> I, I know he's going to like to the call room in uh, in uh, <laughs> in seven east. Uh, but yeah, you miss those sort of human interactions. So maybe if we can go down the round again and ask, what has chief year given you? Like what what skill set did you get from chief year that, you know, perhaps you wouldn't have as a, as a resident, you know, eventually you probably would have, but, but uh, you know, what did chief year give you?
1: Yeah, I can start. Um, so I think, yeah, uh, as we've all mentioned the, the whole teaching aspect, that's huge. It's just, it's a lot of, experience just doing something, you know, you're, you're doing these morning reports or we call it case conference now every, every multiple times a week. And it, it, you really learn um, how to kind of structure things. And, and you know, it, as I think Scott and Fredo can attest to, it starts off a, a little rough and, and it starts to get better throughout the year. And, and yeah. by the end of it, it's a well-oiled machine. And then, and then you're done. I mean, uh, so- it,
2: everybody
0: here probably spent more than an hour you know in their first morning report slide right and then yeah. all of a sudden you can whip up a set of slides in like two minutes
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't think i ever got to two minutes but i certainly started probably at like 12 hours and then slowly uh, got got to, yeah. down to maybe three or four but anyway it's um yeah, so that that kind of just repetitive nature is is great, and it just is a lot of experience. And then I, I think there's just so much you're you're constantly problem solving. and i and I think there's kind of nothing that can prepare you for that, and nothing that can replace that. It's just, as I think everyone here can attest, it's just stuff comes up constantly, and you're just you get really good at figuring out what to do. And, yeah. I, you know, I think COVID itself was just that, like, times a million, which um, I just had the best group of co coaches to to work on that and with. And and we really, um, I mean, we had some really, really, really long days in the, the first, you know, couple months of that. But um, it was, it just, you know, you kind of just got to figure stuff out and and you get really good at just adapting and 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 problem solving. So I I don't know that you can you know that experience is is something you'll get yeah over time but it kind of is
0: is fast forwarded in chief here. Yeah, and that is satisfying, right? Cuz you have a problem it's impacting somebody. And yeah. you know, I'm as you guys those who know me uh, uh, have heard in the past I, I'm really into history and I I think it was a quote from John F Kennedy that you know when a, when a problem reaches the White House, it's already pretty bad. And, and I think, you know, not to compare it to that in any way, but when you when the problems that reach a program director or, you know, chief residents are usually problems that can't be solved within the teams or, you know, within the normal structures. Uh, 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 uh. So in general, what that means is it's interesting. It's, it's uh, challenging in a positive way and you can have a positive impact on people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other big thing is that you you start to, um, you know, you kind of develop this sense of what, what is needed to solve this problem. Because sometimes, especially being the university chief with that with that office that doesn't exist anymore, you know, people come by, would come by, you know, 20 times a day with a problem. And sometimes it's just, you, you just got to listen and you just got to say, yeah, that totally sucks. And I've been there. Uh, and then sometimes you have to take action and trying to, to figure out when to just listen and when to take action. It's a, it's a delicate balance. And I think, um, it's sometimes, uh, hard to know, but it's something you get experience with
0: as well. And and I'll mention something because it's part of those things that people don't see necessarily. Sometimes people walk through the, through that door in your office and they just need to talk. They just need to sit down and. You can recognize that, right? You're, you're busy, you're doing some stuff and somebody walks in and you can tell it's casual talking, no big deal. You can say, hey, I, I'm in a minute, you know, I, I'm, I'm about to join a meeting or something. But sometimes they walk in and you can tell they just need some support. And you say, you know what? Close the door, Come just sit down. You know, most of us had chocolates in that office and stuff except you, Colin, because no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I had the best combination of candy, I think. Which I constantly ate. Um, Adam, what did Chief Year give you um, kind of for your career development?
4: Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously, as everyone has said, kind of teaching skills, especially like I was saying before, kind of pairing it with that, uh, with the Medical Education Fellowship. But two two things in, in particular that I, I think are worth kind of fleshing out. One was um, we had a um, resident who clinically was struggling quite a bit um, in their third year. And we... Um, I was paired with this resident to do a chart-stimulated recall um, to kind of teach diagnostic reasoning and clinical reasoning to help them throughout the the course of the year. And that kind of one-on-one experience was in the beginning very challenging, um, but at the end profoundly rewarding seeing the growth of that individual over the course of the year. um, And really uh, helped me hone in not only on my ability to kind of explain concepts and in, in a you know a, a way that was easily digestible but also in terms of getting feedback sometimes difficult feedback um, about performance and, and that extended beyond that encounter and too I think just giving feedback to people over the course of the year especially as you're in attending on the wards and so that was a skill that I think I was able to for the first time really be able to cultivate in, in a real way and then I think just confidence um, as well in um, you know, kind of like uh, group meeting settings or being in meetings with people that rank much higher than you, but to the same fashion of what, what we were just saying, you know, you are the, the, the feet on the ground creating the solutions to these problems and having confidence in those solutions and then presenting them upwards is a pretty satisfying feeling too. And so building that confidence as the year goes on is something that you carry forward that I think a lot of people may not achieve if they don't, they don't do that year.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like the beginning of the year, you're kind of just sitting in these meetings, completely <laughs> silent, and then towards yeah. the end of the year, you're like jumping in at any point. Yeah. Like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's
4: exactly right.
1: Fredo, you're muted. I'm muted. You know.
2: um, and Sorry I, about
0: that. I was going to ask Scott.
2: What's yeah, up? and I um, I know a lot of the things we're saying on the same thing. I, you know, I, I was just reflecting on this. I was actually talking to Alfredo about this um, the other day uh, in that, like, you know, especially this year with how <laughs> there's enough, like, negative things that have happened, uh, new stresses, new responsibilities, like, actually, like, talking to trainees and helping them to, like improve themselves, get through something difficult, get to where they want to go, reach their potential. Is this like fundamentally like optimistic and hopeful thing to do? Like there was a lot, I mean, I should be very clear. There were days chief here where I was not feeling fundamentally hopeful and optimistic, but um, especially with some space and stepping back, I think that's like one of the um, kind of biz- biggest positive things about it for me just like you guys said, people could come in your office, you could talk to them. And it was really nice to relate to so many of your colleagues, these other like motivated men and women who are super smart, impressive in all their own rights, and then just like basically relate to them as a human being and help them with whatever the thing is that's going on. I think was fundamentally what was both a skill set that I improved during that time and also like why, in the end, of the year is so rewarding. Um, So, you know, I think that's, it's just like a different way of saying what you guys are saying, but that was, I think, the thing I cared about the most, even more than like whatever, you know, accomplishments or changes we made, like that's the thing I really take away that I value the most.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, there's a lot that comes into this that I think is invaluable and has a lot to do with the setting that you are being a chief. And in our case, I think Working with somebody as as passionate and smart as our leaders, you know, like doctors are, uh, it, it, you really do learn a lot about how they see these problems, how they uh, work towards uh, program improvements, how they how they fix these uh, these things. And uh, I can give you examples. I mean, I remember when I first started uh, uh, as a chief. Let's say we had. Uh, to work out some issues in seven east or other places and i started sending emails and trying to be you know clear and professional in how i communicated of course and i would sometimes initially get a a reply from dr Zar saying great job uh or or very clear concise excellent and 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 those were the little things that kind of showed me showed me how to and you know seeing how he dealt with similar issues you you learn and you grow Uh, because it's it's essentially like a uh, like an apprenticeship, uh, you know, you are seeing how uh, both a program director and a you know division head and other folks that you work with deal with with things, and 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 you take a lot from that by by just being in the room uh, as a young person. And I think you would you probably would have learned those things eventually, uh, but I think learning that early in your career and you know, having a stake and actually having a voice in in these things um, really helps. And just to finish my my point, you know, I work in infection prevention. I, you know, I interact a lot with other folks. I have to work in quality improvement. And a lot of the skills that I learned as a chief has helped me dramatically in how I interact with others, how I kind of even simple communications via email, what to document, all of these things have, have helped me dramatically.
5: Yeah, I think that's a great point. One of the, one of the, like the bazillion, you know, little things that that I feel like I've learned this year is uh, really how to communicate, you know, in, in all these different realms, uh, and how to do it effectively, you know, how to, like you said, uh, craft an email versus when do you, you know, when you realize that an email is not going to cut it and you have to pick up the phone and, or walk to somebody else's office. I mean, it's all these little soft skills that I feel like you're just constantly challenged with. And, uh, it's amazing. You know, I feel like I have really picked up on, on some of those skills, just like you said, just being in the room. Yep. And
1: another cool,
0: go ahead. Sorry. I was
1: just going to say, I think, you know, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but there are, there are politics and and this is going to happen in any job, but there are politics to working with people and those skills are really, those are hard and those are hard to learn. So seeing, seeing skilled people, you know, do stuff it, it's it is really um, impactful and you I think you learn a lot from that
0: yeah and I'm sure Adam had this uh, as a scheduling chief and Scott mentioned it a little bit are there times where there you know whether it's with uh, other disciplines when you you know have to work with uh, uh, either nursing or other groups uh, yeah there's there's sometimes there are things that aren't a hundred percent uh, 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 Rosie. And, and, you know, I mentioned Adam because scheduling is one example, right? People are sometimes uh, uh, appropriately or sometimes not that appropriately upset. And you know what you learn from that? How to deal with it, how to grow, how to look at the bright side of things and, and you know, give yourself a few minutes before you reply that email. My favorite, and, and then you grow a lot with your co-chief. So my favorite uh, chief uh, uh, kind of thing that would happen is, if somebody had an issue with scheduling and perhaps sent an angry email to the scheduling chief, Travis uh, would call me and he, he'd he be like, this is ridiculous. Look at this email. And he would be upset. And then I'd be like, I'd, I'd give him some space. I'd be like, yeah, dude. Oh, man, I can't believe they said that. And then I'd be like, OK, T, step back. The email is hilarious, though. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, just step back, <laughs> calm down. Somebody said a bunch of stuff on an email that they probably shouldn't. You know and you kind of learn learn to see the bright side of things and, and kind of grow from that
2: yeah and i and it's uh, obviously probably been a little different with uh covid chiefdom but another like this is just like a benefit not a skill like i had an awesome relationship with my other chief residents like yeah. extremely close friends like everyone's kind of moved away and gone different places but we still keep in touch um and uh i know that's been true for a lot of people um, yeah. And it was like very just kind of like generally rewarding in and of itself. Um, I agree. The bonds you form through sheets. Because cause again, yeah. you're dealing with all these like ridiculous <laughs> situations, meetings you feel like you have no business in. Yeah. yeah. Getting, yeah. Um, you know, gently reprimanded by higher ups about something like, man, that's <laughs> pretty rough. Like, yeah, it was pretty rough. You know, so it's really, uh, it really was a, a cool
1: yeah. experience. I mean, there really are now it's four, there really are four, only four other people who kind of understand uh, what you're going through. And it's, uh, it's yeah, I mean, we, we had such a bonding experience through that.
0: And you know, to finish off uh, uh, that point as well, when you mentioned that there are <clears throat> only four people, that's true because every chief year is different. Every chief year, you have something different, and whether it's a pandemic that's one in a century, <laughs> or uh, you know, uh, uh, developing a fifth team, or uh, you know, an ICU that's being remodeled, and. Half the space that you usually have. Fredo, those are all X the y. same.
1: Those are all the same year, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you, Colin. So no, yeah, it, it, every cheap year is different, and uh, I think it's uh, it's 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 cool because of that as well. Any other parting words of wisdom? All right. Well, thanks, guys.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. This is awesome. Yeah. No problem.
0: Take care, everybody. See ya. Bye.
1: Bye. It's fun. Bye, guys.